Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And I tell you, we continue just to kick butt with our podcasts and we're doing well on our networks. I want to thank all of you who share these shows. You're making a big difference to our distribution. Please keep it up. We appreciate it. By the way, one quick poll I just saw yesterday. Over half the country says the purpose of the mainstream media is to mislead the American people. We are winning the information war. We're winning it right here. Uh, We need to get it to translate into action, but let's keep winning it. Let's get a bigger number. Let's get 90% of us realizing how much we're being lied to. Anyway, our guest for this particular segment is Colin Plume, and he's from Noble Gold, and he is an expert in precious metals, and really just a lot of things economic that are really tied into precious metals now as people look for escape hatches, and we're going to bring Colin on to talk about things like retirement, because uh, I'm, I'm concerned Uh, Is my retirement going to maintain itself? I've got two retirements going on right now. I'm concerned about the health of the dollar. I'm concerned about a lot of things. And so if you are too, you've come to the right place. Colin, welcome to the show. It's good to have you back on. Thank you. Yeah, Dave. And and, and you are not alone in in having retirement concerns. Uh, A lot of studies have come out. The AARP just had a, a large study talking about how many Americans are, are delaying or, or canceling their retirement plans and uh, taking work on the side. And, and I think the, the, a lot of it had to do with <clears throat> what happened in the markets last year. But there's just an overall sort of uh, fear out there that, that people are going to run out of money and they're not going to have uh, enough to keep up with their cost of living. And um, so it, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty normal right now. Uh, to, to have uh, have some fear as to uh, you know what what's going to happen in the future and and how you're going to protect yourself and your family yeah exactly. uh, going forward you know there's something that overshadows what we're going to talk about today and I just want to get it out of the way so I I said I mentioned it and I'm not being neglecting of my audience and that's Dodd Frank. The Dodd-Frank, and mm-hmm. I know you're familiar with it, basically says that uh, if the banks deem necessary, they can hang on to your funds. And I'm putting it in layman's terms. In the court case, two years after it was passed in 2010, a court case came along in 2012 and said, yep, they could do that. And a lot of people I know that know about Dodd-Frank are really worried about leaving too many of their assets in the banks, like retirement funds, like IRAs, 401ks, and savings, because they know about Dodd-Frank and they know the banks could be in trouble. Yeah, and it's interesting that that provision was able to uh, slide in, because if you think about the bailouts that happened um, when those banks were getting bailed out in, in 2008, and the FDIC would come in, and they'd come in on a Friday, and, and um, you know take over the bank, and, and take over the assets, and it would be a very fast uh, move, and you know, most of the people working in the bank didn't, weren't even aware uh, what was happening. Um, for them to be able to, to slide in a provision that sort of goes against that, uh, because, you know, the one thing I think a lot of people hung their hat on was the idea that the FDIC would come in and, and do the right thing and, and keep the bank open. And, and if you had assets in a safety deposit box, it was there in the savings accounts, and then they would turn it over and sell it to a, a bank that had a, a better balance sheet. And that's in essence what happened, right? But now the Dodd-Frank Act, it, it allows for something totally different. Uh, it allows for the bank to not go uh, bankrupt, 
not for the FDIC to come in, but them to sort of creep into your your savings accounts and um, and use that to to you know keep them afloat. And it, it really goes against really everything that that a bank should should do in an exchange. And obviously, with you know you see all this things happening in the crypto market and these exchanges, you know where they just you know obviously are stealing people's funds. But this is sort of a legal way for uh, for the banks to do that. And and I think keeping too much in in any bank with that uh, law out there where where they can do it uh, does create a lot of concern for investors. And I think that's why a lot of investors um, have called us to to move money out of accounts. And we've talked about it over years where we've had clients go to the bank and the banks have tried to talk them out of it or tried to say that, you know, you shouldn't do it or they've they've said things about Noble Gold and they try to do anything they can oh, to get yeah. someone to not to do Let it. me tell you my experience. Uh, I wanted to give a relative $1,500 cash, and they needed cash to make the deal on this car. And and I said, sure, sure, here, I'll, I'll get it in cash, give it to you. You wouldn't believe the hassle I went through just to pull out 15 Are you a drug dealer? You're going to have to talk to a, an executive. I, I, I'm serious. <laughs> this is what they did to me. And, and I yeah. said, would you please look up my account? They start apologizing. <laughs> because we have a trust with them, and you know we had a lot of business funds with this bank, and 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 they said, oh, we're so sorry. But, but if I would have just been a regular customer that didn't have some of these ancillary things, they were giving me a hard time about taking out fifteen hundred dollars cash. Yeah, that's scary. It's really well, and and it comes down to privacy. You know, so many transactions now, the banks, the government, they want to know where your money is. And, it, and it's one of the things that people love about gold, and, and that's why even people that um, that are looking for some privacy like the idea of gold and silver, because once you buy it, you sock it away, it's yours. It's not on a ledger. It's not anywhere that, that people are looking at it. And I think that's one of the nice things about, um, you know, creating a bartering society. It's where, you know, it's not, you know, you buy that car, if you, you know, if that, buyer or that seller would have taken $1,500 in cash in, in, in silver, um, it would have been a real easy transaction. You could have avoided the bank. And I think a lot of people like that premise that they don't want the bank involved in their, in their transactions um, because there's really no, no need, right? At the end of the day, there's no, there's no need for them to, to have it. So yeah, we do get a lot of calls over people are thinking about moving money in different places. And you know, part of the reason that a lot of our clients um, like storage of gold, and everyone's got their opinion on this, but a lot of people, and I don't care either way. If somebody wants to store it a whole bit, I don't care. But if someone called us and said, hey, you know, I'm going to put it in the gold right now. I don't want to keep it in the bank, but I want to have access to it at any time. You know, if it's in our storage or it's in the depositories, we, you know, we, they can call any day and get cash the next day. So I think people like that. Um, sort of premise that it's liquid um, and with everything going on in the world to have liquid assets that you can get access to is, is really important and assets that anybody would want, right? I mean, no, no one's going to turn down uh, gold or, or silver anywhere in the world. So it is a unique asset in that, that it's highly desirable, highly fungible, and there's no, you're not going to get any pushback uh, for for this asset yeah. when you need I it. I want to ask you a hypothetical question because I think this will tie in a lot of our talking points. And let's say someone approaches you and they said, hey, uh, Colin, I've got a million dollars in the bank. And uh, I heard on Dave Hodges' show that they can keep my money if they think it's necessary for themselves and their survival. They can bail in. Uh, what can I do? How would you go about talking to that person? Yeah, I mean, it really comes down to, uh, you know, the first thing is, is how much of that money do they need tomorrow or, or the next week? Or, you know, that's that's something that the person really needs to think about is how, how liquid do they need it? You know, maybe they need some cash for things. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in terms of, you know, putting it in gold or silver, it's, it's easy. It's easy in, easy out uh, because we, unlike – Many of our competitors, we we really only sell twenty or less items, bullion coins, bullion bars. So those are the most liquid um, assets that in the in the precious metals industry. These assets are always desirable. So and and the reason we did that when we started the company is I always wanted to have a fail safe, even if 
God forbid we went out of business, everything we sell to investors is anyone would buy. All, all the companies would buy it. It's desirable items. So it's, it's really, the risk isn't, you know, are you going to be able to liquidate those bars or coins at a later date or, or, or anything that you need? Really, it's just, you know, the market's going to move up or down, and obviously there's fluctuations. So, you know, your million could go up a little bit or down a little bit, depending on the market. But in terms of overall risk of you being able to liquidate that gold or silver uh, at any time, that's that's something that that's never going to be going to be an issue. And and you're looking at you know central banks right now. Last year was the biggest buying of gold in like 11 years before that. I mean, central banks have been buying gold uh, all over the world. Um, even banks, normal banks, Bank of America, these banks, you know, you've seen Bank of America come out and have these bold predictions for gold just because Bank of America is a buyer of actual gold now. Gold's a tier one asset, so they can put gold on their on their books. So obviously, inherently, they have, you know, a reason for, for they want gold to go up because it helps their, their, their balance sheet, um, which is different than what's been in the past, right? I think you know, banks really function more on just giving out loans and, you know, fees. Most of those fees nowadays are kind of gone, right? They're not charging many fees. So they, you know, they think they look at gold in the 1900 range and Bank of America predicts it to hit 3000. That's great for Bank of America's balance book. If gold hits 3000, it looks, you know, it's going to look, it's going to add strength to them as a company. It's going to be great for their stockholders. And, um, so that's something to, to, to really, you know, keep in mind. And not to segue too much from just gold and silver, but I always want to paint a big picture because I am a true believer in diversification, and, and I don't always talk about these things. But uh, Barrett Gold, you know, one of the biggest gold miners in the world, I've been reading a lot about him, very strong last year, um, paid out a lot to their shareholders. And I'm not a stock advisor or anything, but I would say anyone should, should take a look at it. If they're looking at, at mining, um, the, the company is uh, looking strong. And, you know, to be forthright, I own it. I own some, too, um, because I like to be diversified. And I think it's something you and I have, have always talked about is having different assets, uh, right, and not being stuck into one thing because – you never know when you're going to need the money, and you never know where the markets are going to be. So you want to be diversified, and um, so that was something that I thought I'd mention. It was just a, a, as a sidebar. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good answer to my question. But let, let's let's break it down. Let's say liquidity wise, maybe they could live on a hundred thousand a year. So should they do something else with the nine hundred thousand? Should they put it all into gold or half into gold? Well, into I silver? think. What would you say? I mean, I, I, I you know. Gold is a great asset. Silver, you know, what's better, gold or silver? That's really the the big question that we sort of get every day. And I think that, you know, with India jumping so heavily into the silver market, I mean, the amount of silver that they brought into the market um, was unprecedented last year. I mean, the amount of tonnage, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking off the top of my head, what, what was the amount of tonnage that they brought in? But it's it's a uh, 2,470 tons um, uh, last year. So you look at that amount of of silver that they brought in, uh, and obviously India growing in leaps and bounds in terms of population, uh, you know the economy. There's so many things happening there. So they've brought a new asset class, um, really for for the most part. I mean, silver wasn't a big part of their. Uh, national identity until the last like five or six years. It was always gold. Mm-hmm. Um, but things are changing there now. You know, a, a gold is still a part of it will always be a part of their their heritage because it, it's a gift that's given for wedding season. People give gold, they give bars, they give jewelry. I mean, it's, it's a big part of their, you know, their wedding ceremonies are over the top and extravagant and gold's a big part of that. So that will always be um, attached to them. But uh, silver... Now that they're looking at diversification, they're looking at what silver can do. Um, silver was was a big component, and I think it, it has a lot to do with them, just in terms of technology and where they're moving. As they see having a lot of silver in their country is an added advantage, and it gives them an edge, um, kind of going forward in terms of where everything's going with solar yeah, green deal uh, technology. Green deal, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and I, and I, 
I've said it on your show uh, before, but silver really is the new oil. If you think about I it, I agree with that. That's I totally where, agree. That's 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 where things are going. Well, Colin, um, when you and, look at so you gotta, when you look at silver, I mean, it is the darling mineral of the uh, global elite and what they want to do to transform the economics on this planet. Uh, mm-hmm. In the name of climate change, I want to read to you something here, that and and I think this really stresses the need for Americans to sit up and take notice. Unfunded liabilities in the U.S. state and local pension funds, money pensions owe money that they do not have, and that has climbed to 1.45 trillion in 2022. Now the source for this is not to be taken lightly. It's Bloomberg, and let me just read you their quote. Right. Surging inflation, rising interest rates, and growing concern about a recession hammered equity in the bond markets in 2022, which shrank the assets held by pensions. What's a retiree to do? Well, it's interesting in that quote where it says it hammered equities um, and the bond market. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time you know how how is the bond shouldn't the bond market have done really well last year i mean if you think about it the bond market should have done better there was uh more volatility uh interest rates were up uh there's some some good opportunities in the bond market um so it's interesting that a lot of these pensions uh, were, were sort of uh, struggling. Uh, also, just in terms of, if you look at what what a pension needs to do, you would think that last year would be a buying opportunity for a pension of equities or bonds, but they were all struggling, all down. Uh, so they must think that this recession is not, is or not, last year wasn't it. You know, they, they, they must believe that we have many more years of, of this recession um, because I think, you know, a lot of times people, you know, when they look at these opportunities, they, they would think it's a, it's a buying opportunity. And, and obviously these, these pensions, these large funds um, are concerned, and, and a lot of them have moved to gold as, as a big part exactly. um, of their portfolio. So they, they are uh, sort of hedging their bet 
uh, getting into something physical and, and yeah, I would be concerned if a lot of my retirement was tied towards uh, some of these pensions and, and because I, I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up with inflation, uh, number one. And two, I just think people are living much longer now than they ever have. And so I, I don't think the, the the average age on the, you know, what, what they calculated of how much money they need in the pensions I don't think they factored in people living to 90, 95, 100 years old, uh, which is, is becoming more more common now. So there's there's a number of factors that make those those pensions sort of nerve wracking um, from from someone that has that as as a part of your portfolio. And, and the sad thing is is that typically if you're in a job that has a pension opportunity, you took less money early, right? That's the the downside uh, is is that you you said, oh, I'll take less money while I'm working. And then I'll have this great pension going on. And now, you know, will that pension be around? Will it be funded enough? You know, these are all questions that I think are, are getting people quite quite nervous. And even, you know, you have millionaires. Um, there's, there's more nerve-wracked uh, millionaires than ever. I mean, that's what all the reports say. And, and you know, there was a quote in um, this Investor Manager magazine talking about that 35% of millionaires say it's going to be a miracle for them to retire uh, comfortably. Mm-hmm. So millionaires, I think these millionaires, are, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, and it's 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 quite a it's 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 a new we're in a new new world um, with money and and how things are being handled. And so, you know, these these are part of the reasons that we've had you know so much attention on on gold and silver. And you know, I think the dynamic of what you're holding, I think, which is your original question. You know, 20 years ago, people would keep a lot of money in cash. They would feel more comfortable there. Um, but now, you know, I would say not so much. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. And and people are kind of running from crypto because of Sam Bankman fraud. And so, uh, there's another question I want to ask you though too. There's a real disturbing headline in today's news from CNBC. They're saying that consumer debt has hit a record nearly $17 trillion. How does that influence what we're talking about? Well, it was one of the, you know, if you looked at COVID, that was one of the things that that was sort of a positive is that people, you know, they didn't want to keep up the Joneses anymore. The credit card debt was down, I think, the most it had ever been uh, in the last, you know, probably 40 or 50 years is that people started to sort of realize. But now I think what's what's happening now is, is you know, even though the job reports show low unemployment, I don't, I don't think the jobs that people are getting are the jobs where they're comfortably going to retire. I mean, if you really dissect uh, the, the most recent job report, a lot of it is in the hospitality uh, sector. And, you know, those jobs are, are, aren't typically uh, of the higher paying, uh, you know, genre. Uh, obviously, you're seeing a lot of the tech companies laying off a lot of the six-figure-plus jobs. Um, so a lot of those jobs where people were recovering uh, were able to retire comfortably. Those those jobs are sort of going away, and, and things are sort of trending in a, in a different direction there. So, yeah, I think that, you, you know, it's, it's, it's concerning um, when you see that kind of debt, and then how, how do you keep up? Obviously, credit card interest rates are higher than before. Um, lines of credit, which... A lot of times people would, you know, get a line of credit to kind of slow down some of that debt uh, that they're looking at. And, and, you know, those lines of credit now are, are much higher. You're looking at, you know, 5 to, to 8% interest, which is much different than that 2 or 3% interest they've been offering for many years. So, you know, it's becoming harder. And then just the overall inflation, right? We, we haven't really talked about that today is, you know, you look at the cost of eggs, you know, being more expensive than than I have, know, I have that figure beef. here, Colin. Eggs are seventy percent more than they were a year ago. Yeah, yeah. So there, there goes. And I saw a report where they were suggesting people should kind of just give up, uh, give up breakfast, which is that's a convenient sort of line uh, for for them to to, to push out there. But I, I think that you know, when you look at the the cost of and the, the rationing and, and the different things that are happening in, in so many genres, um, it's really important m- more than ever 
to to try and have assets that aren't aren't going to lose significant uh, value. You know, and and Warren Buffett talks about it a lot. He talks about how just don't lose money, right? And I think that is something that investors are really what looking at. What do you mean by is, don't lose money? You mean bad investments? Don't, bad investments, right? You know, crypto proved to be very volatile, and, and obviously there's some some stories there. Um, but I think a lot of it has to do with people just being too greedy in a certain situation. You know, when you look at the, the you know, I remember talking to people owning Bitcoin and they bought it at 5,000 and it was 50,000. And the, and I would say, well, what are you doing? You know, and they'd say, oh, well, it's going to go to 100,000. And so that's, that mindset is, is something that you have to be uh, really afraid of. And, and if you do get lucky in one of those 10, you know, 30, 40, 50, 100 X investments, you have to really look at taking some of that profit and, and putting it into, into, uh, into kind of safe investments. And we've, seen that a lot. We saw that over the last few years. It was a big push for us is people sold that crypto. They took that profit and, um, and they got into, into safer investments. And I think it's, it's really something sort of wise is, is take that risk off the table, get into something safe and then look for other new opportunities, um, that are out there. And, and I think, to go back to it, I think silver being the new oil, and, and, and I just think that the upside is so high uh, going forward on silver. I know it's. Is it true that gold will protect your assets and silver in today's market will actually expand your investment? That's, that's how I've always looked at it. I, I always look at silver as really the growth story, and I think if we look at over the next 10 years, I think it's it's fair to say that silver will go up six to eight percent a year um, consistently. I think it you know it doubles in the next you know four or five years, and you know can it potentially hit that seventy or eighty dollar number per ounce? I think it's it's got the potential to do that. Gold is is never going to go up that much. I know I know you know you, even if. Everything, all the stars align, and, and we hit five thousand dollars an ounce, which I think is possible. Um, the growth, the growth for so, the silver would be would be faster. Um, so I think it has the faster potential, just because of all the uh, industrial uses out there. It, it just continues to to amaze. Uh, it's just it's just a wonderful metal for for uh, for manufacturing, and there's there's no there's no sort of downside. And I think when you know, as gold becomes more expensive, silver as a jewelry option is beca- is going to become more uh, more fixated on. Uh, we saw it during the pandemic; silver jewelry uh, consumption and and selling went up by three hundred percent because it was it was an affordable option for people that wanted something nice. You know, they wanted something nice. Um, you know, and they could get a, a nice. Uh, a bracelet for a few hundred dollars or five hundred dollars, where that same bracelet in gold is going to cost you a few thousand. So, I mean, if it's going to have real gold, right? Yeah. Not, you, know, uh-huh. you can get plated or. What? Or I want to like ask that, you a but. question here, and, and and I don't know if you feel comfortable answering this or can, because I know I can't call it. So don't feel like the Lone Ranger if you have to pass on this. But you know, we hear a lot of talk about digital currency coming, and we're seeing some evidence opening up in in Europe, and you just wonder when it comes here. What will the relationship be between gold and silver and any kind of digital currency, and will it be easy to convert? That's the thing I'm wondering about. Well, I think the first thing that goes is change. That's what I think the first thing that go is. I think change is gone. And I, I've been saying that for a while. I, I think we had a shortage of change. Or you go to places they didn't have change. Um, so I think that that's the first thing they're going to say it's, doesn't make sense. It's not affordable. You know all the different things, and obviously we lose money when we when we make the change today. So I think it's the first first thing to go. Similar to, to like when you go to Vegas or, or any of these gambling, but they don't have you know they don't have coins anymore that anyone's using. So I think those things go away first. That's how you sort of set the tone, and then it's just going to be well. If we don't have change, then why do we need actual printed money? So I think that's how it will go. Um, and they will sort of slow play it into uh, society. And I think, you know, a lot of people will, won't realize 
that once change goes, that the dollar's next. I, I don't think. I think you know, people today don't don't want to keep change, except for you know, your kids, right? My my all my kids have little piggy banks and, and things of that nature. So, but uh, that's how I think they're going to do it. The problem with it, besides just the overall problem of having something sort of accountable, is that you are then stuck in the, into the digital world. And, it, and it's and it's a bad idea because it, it's really then we're stuck towards if the banks and and all the entities that are distributing the money are all going to do it in, a, in an ethical manner. And I think that we all know that that's that's not going to happen. So, right. So you sort of are beholden to your paycheck company. You're beholden to your bank. You're be. Whereas now, you know, you can take it and get into other assets and, and sort of control it, uh, not having any cash uh, in the world, I think, you know, will create a different dynamic. And, and I was reading, you know, for instance, I was reading about this couple that got overcharged. I don't know if you saw this at Starbucks. Oh, yes. And they yes. bought two, two cups of coffee, and then Starbucks charged them $4,500. And then they couldn't go on a, on a trip because... Their, their credit cards and everything were getting declined. So you look at that happening on a bigger scale, you know, that kind of glitch, and it, and it can happen, right? And they were trying to call Starbucks. They were trying to get it cleaned up, and they couldn't. And they ended up not going on this trip, and it was a non-refundable vacation. And obviously a vacation is a vacation, but at the end of the day, it's, it, it shows that these kind of errors can happen. And what if that happened to everybody that went to Starbucks? Right? Can you imagine the the, the chaos um, that could happen? That you know they sort of are controlling it just by them telling the bank that everybody bought four thousand dollars worth of coffee. The bank sort of believed it, right? Which is <laughs> the whole story. It doesn't even make sense on, that a bank would believe it, except it benefits them. Or the credit card company. Exactly. Exactly. Or the cre- I mean, lawsuit. What it's is lawsuit I mean, time? I hear you. Yeah, I mean, uh, how much coffee can somebody drink? I, well, <laughs> I know. It's, it's kind of like uh, we get lost in our numbers and lack common sense. I, I want to go back to this question I originally, the way I originally asked it, though, and, and it's this. Okay, let's say digital comes in, and you've got a good portfolio of gold and silver. You didn't want to get your cash locked up in this. Uh, how do you stay in the system of being able to make purchases and so forth if you've primarily converted to precious metals as opposed to digital. Has there been any discussion about that? Uh, I don't think there's been a rational discussion about that situation. I I do think that, you know, there are countries in the world that that accept gold and silver, and I think that that would have to be a discussion. There are uh, state governments that accept gold and silver for taxes, and different entities. So I think what would end up happening is that they'd have to pass some kind of law that the banks would be able to accept um, gold and silver as, as a currency, and that would be the way that a lot of people would be able to transact. I will tell you, though, it, it, if this thing turns and they they get rid of cash, uh, the, the value of gold and silver will, will go to, you know, a level that I don't think anyone's ever seen. Is that why it's just like uh, so much gold now? I think it's part of it. I think it's you know just the idea. Uh, in it. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. And of itself, that there won't be actual real paper money out there to, to be traded. I, I do think that sending that message out to the public will create uh, a pandemonium. And I think, I think the markets will, the amount of gold and silver, you know, you won't be able to keep it on the shelf at okay. that point. I think it, it would really, um, it would really put people in a panic, almost like a bank run. I think it would do the same uh, it would have the same effect as, as that. There'd be, yeah. there'd be a gold, a gold run. Um, 
And so no, I, I get I, asked uh, this by my audience. Do you think if they bring in digital or some alternative money system, this is what I get asked. Do you think, Dave, that they will uh, um, outlaw gold like Roosevelt tried to, uh, FDR? And I don't think so because the elite are so heavily vested in gold now. What do you think? It's going to be, yeah, I, I don't think it's, you know, we when they when they did the gold act and they, um, you know, they called for people to turn on their gold. Yeah, you know, everybody had gold. Everybody was using it as currency, and and they, you know, decided that they wanted to control uh, the market there, and and they wanted to print money, right? At the end of the day, they wanted to to be able to, um, you know, create the the new deal and really push the economy, and so they were spending. In today's day and age, I don't. I, I there's definitely too much distrust for people to just go. Okay, I'm going to turn to my gold. I, I don't think that's that's happening because the people that are buying gold, it's part of the reason they're buying it. They, they don't want uh, the government to have anything to do with their assets. So I, I don't think it, they would have any ability to, to get it back. Um, it would be very difficult. And, um, you know, I, I can tell you this, uh, that our clients uh, would, would fight tooth and nail before they get, yeah, get I think it'd be easier to silver. confiscate guns than it would be gold. That's my, that's my okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, it could be. You're, you're absolutely right. It's it's not something that people are going to turn in lightly. And it's you know, it always reminds me of um, you know when I talk to someone when I got in the gold business is um, they would always ask, well, if gold's so valuable, why do you guys sell it? And it's it is a good question, mm-hmm. but part of it, the answer is I want to be ahead of the market, right? I'm I'm in a business where I can always buy gold and silver for my family, and I do. Right, I, I have the ability to do that, and I'm also able to see all the trends, and I'm able to pass that that knowledge on to our staff and and our clients, and it's a it's a world that you want to be in because of where things are trending. You do want to be ahead of it, and I think that's the the beauty behind it. So yeah, so we do sell gold and silver, and and but if I can keep gold, and and you know we're we're you know, we have a great month or a great quarter. Am I keeping some gold? Absolutely. You know, that's that's the the key. Is I'm a, I'm in a world where I can see things trending. I I absolutely believe Bank of America is correct on that three thousand dollar number for gold, and I think silver is the same thing. Yeah, and, and really, with silver, silver the only downside is you know storage. Or, you know, how much storage do you have? Um, and so. That's why a lot of our clients have a store for them, or they'll store in different locations, just because they, you know, they just don't have enough room at home. Exactly. Um, you know, one of the things that I've decided I'm going to start doing. This is the Hodges revelation. As I make money, I'm taking a certain amount of it and buying gold. I, I just, I just do not trust this monetary system any farther than I can throw it. And mostly, it's because who's yeah. in charge. I want to ask you about 401ks. And I know that 401k accounts have experienced negative growth. And that's a very concerning thing because people lock up a lot of their retirements in this. I know Fidelity released a report where they said the average 401k balance fell 23% from November 2021 to November 22. That is absolutely huge. Uh, What would you say to the 401k uh, crowd and what they should be doing? Well, I, I think the, the beauty behind, um, you know, what you can do today is um, you can really look at different investments. And I think that's a, a perfect reason why you should be diversified as you get closer to retirement. I, I think that's the key is that there's people that are retiring this year that are having to sell some of their 401k, their IRA money, and they don't want to do it, right? They don't want to liquidate those assets right now. They'd rather wait a few years when things sort of bounce back. And that's, so what I tell people is, this is why you should be diversified. This is why you should be educated. And you should be, like I do, every month, I look at all of my investments and I, and I see what percentage I have and what. And, and, I, and I look at that very seriously and I, I wanna make sure that wherever I'm putting money, I feel comfortable about the direction. And I think, what what it says to me is that you can't just rely on that that equity market. You know, we're I think we're going to have a few bumpy years here, and so you need to look at what some of your options are. Um, and I said earlier, you know, like for instance, Barrett Gold. 
um, you know, from a mining point of view, and I'm not a stockbroker again, I'll say it, but, you know, being in the metals business, I, I know that the mining is going to have a lot of opportunities. I know it's getting more difficult to mine. So I, I look at those things too and go, okay, you know, I'm going to put that in for my long term, and 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 hold on to it. And and maybe if things peak out, you know, that's something I'll sell and take some profit. But then you're looking at when you have your physical gold and silver. This is the assets that people hold on to for a long time, that they're really potentially even just giving to their grandkids or. Or giving you know to their to their kids when they pass away, but these are the you got to have some long term safety plays, and then you got to have some some assets that can grow quicker, uh, sort of in the short term. And so that's that's how you sort of hedge your bet, and it's all about the comfortability of the investor. Exactly. How much, what percentage, and risky assets are you willing to have? You should and you should stick to that, and don't fall in love with anything. Don't fall in love with anything. I know it's hard. You know, you read about something or, you you know, you watch something, you feel like, but you should always be careful because, you know, things can change. Reports can be wrong. Um, and, and you want to be careful uh, about what you're doing. I have a lot of friends that are just, you know, all real estate. You know, all they want to do is real estate. All they want to do is real estate. And, I, you know, I say to them, I said, well, what happens if on some of this real estate that you own this, this commercial property, what happens if interest rates don't go back down? And, and a lot of the debt out there, and I can tell you this, 100% true, most of the commercial debt out there is in the 3 to 4% range. And so I can tell you this, if interest rates stay above that for the next two to three years, a lot of this commercial property is going to run into problems. They're not going to be able to refinance. The banks are going to run into problems. So as much as real estate is something that's, than a safe asset that people love, so much is predicated upon cheap money. And, and it's the truth. And anyone will tell you, and they'll say, well, I'll find a different way, or we'll do this, we'll do that. But at the end of the day, if a lot of this debt comes back to the market in two or three years and rates are at 4 5 6%, they're not going to be able to refinance, and they're going to have problems. And there's going to be big problems out there through the whole United States and every asset class. Because... Commercial debt is not like residential debt. Commercial debt could be three, five, or seven, or ten years. That's it. You can't get a thirty-year fixed uh, uh, mortgage on, um, you know, a, a five hundred million dollar office building. The banks don't do it. So, you know, this debt is in jeopardy. There's going to be problems, and so that's why it's important to not fall in love with just one asset class and be diversified. Yeah, I hear you. It's kind of like you got to spread the risk out. That's how I look at it. Um, a couple of things I want to ask you about here, though, too, is um, uh, let me scroll down here and I'll say 2023 is expected to see continued market volatility with retirement accounts. So it's not going to get better before or before it gets worse. And I think that's really true. But I want to turn my attention to the market. I know you say that you're not a stockbroker, but you can't deny the trends. Is it true that if you were in the S&P and you were typical, you lost 20% last year? I mean, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, I did. I mean, I, I absolutely, I think I was like 18, 19, somewhere uh, in that number. Yeah. No, absolutely. I don't, I don't think... I don't think anyone avoided that uh, last year, and and um, and and I think that that's you know it's 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 par for the course when you have uh, negative growth year, you have interest rates go up, you have a recession that they they pushed right, they pushed this recession, um, you know they wanted it. This is what's what's happening out there. It's it's they wanted this slowdown, and you know I, I know that you know Powell's been sort of and he's been putting out different messages about what he could potentially do this year because I think he he knows that every time he's negative and he says he's raising rates that it, it hurts the markets. But I, I do think he will probably continue to raise rates till the end of the year. That's been my sort of thing I've been saying. So I don't think he's gonna change his tune this year. Um but if 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 October third or fourth and they they have their meeting and inflation's still in the six percent seven percent range then i think they're going to hold hold uh interest rates where they are maybe go up um, because they do have a mandate to to get back to to two percent and then my prediction is they will change their mandate at two percent that's what i believe will happen i don't think two percent is going to be realistic anymore so i think 
they're going to raise it to three or four percent, um, and then that will allow them to not continue to raise interest rates uh, next year. Because if 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 inflation is five or six percent, they can't lower interest rates, and I think they want to at some point here. Um, They don't want to deceptive number because inflation don't don't count the price of food and gas like you don't have to eat or drive to work. Right. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. No, I, I'm saying that their their number, the government. Oh, I know, I know. Right? I'm just saying that they're going to sell you on that number, and they're going to sell their economic programs based on that number. But it's a mirage. Right, right. No, I agree. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, it's it's not um, it's not a number that I would I would hang my hat on in terms of what's happening day to day. I'm just looking at what the Fed is, what they have to do. You know, and they they sort of are stuck at this two percent. Uh, number and and as long as they're stuck at that two percent number, um, their hands are tied. And so yeah. I, that's why I believe they'll they'll make that change. I totally agree with what um, you're saying there because they're fighting a PR battle, not just with the average American, but yeah. Wall Street. They're fighting that battle there too. And I totally agree with what yeah. you're saying. Before I go to a quote here from David Rosenberg, I wanted to ask you: Do you encounter in your business with Noble Gold? ESG, and do you get affected by those ESG ratings from BlackRock and and uh, State Street? No, good. No, we're 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 a privately held company. Um, we sell a physical item, um, and so no, we don't. We we, we have. There are uh, in the precious metals industry. There are um, from time to time the CFTC would come in, depending on what type of business practices you're doing. Um, you know, for us, that has never been the case because we we have a very sort of straightforward model about yeah. bullion items and what we sell. I think there are uh, problems with dealers in the precious metal space. The two big problems that uh, companies in this industry run into is, is floating money, which we've never done. Um, so a lot of companies will take a client's money and they won't, they they don't have the gold or silver and they'll they'll need to buy it and they won't buy it for a while. And so you'll see companies when you see somebody when you see reviews that say, Oh, they took too long to ship, it's typically because that now I'm gonna caveat just to throw it out there. Obviously during the pandemic, even though we were locking in metals every day, I couldn't get shipments every day because they would say a shipment's coming and then the truck driver would get sick or something would happen. And so we were we it took us longer to ship than ever. Okay. But in a typical typical world, if you buy metals from somebody, you should you should be getting the metals in two to three weeks. If it's longer than that, they could be that company could be potentially uh, floating your funds. And what ends up happening is when a company floats, they think the next month's going to be better, and next month's going to be better, and and that isn't always the case. And then they ended up shutting their their doors, and it happens every month in the precious metal space. There are companies that do that. The other reason that companies get in trouble is they sell these coins, these um, semi-numismatic coins at at outrageous uh, prices. So there's companies out there, you know, competitors are selling coins. They say that, you know, Joe Namath told them it's a good coin or someone told them it's a good coin, whoever it is. I don't know. I'm just throwing out a Joe Namath. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm throwing out a That that wouldn't carry a lot of credibility with me. I'm sorry. Toby McGuire. I don't know. I don't know who knows what, you know, who these people are. And, uh, and they say you should buy this, this coin, this polar bear, or this, you know, there's all these strange coins. And so the, the, the governing bodies will come in and, and look at these companies and typically give them fines or, or there'll be, you know, heavy lawsuits for these companies because they're, you know, they're charging outrageous, you know, and there's commissions and I, and I hate to say it, but it's true. There's 40, 50, 60% commissions, uh, that companies are charging. Yeah. In these strange coins. So that's really the two things that you see. So that's why, you know, when people, when they look at Noble Gold, the one thing, we, the first thing we do is say, check out our reviews. Look us up. Read them. Read the reviews. Uh, last month was one of our best months for reviews. I was so happy. I think we had like 60 reviews. And, you know, see what people are saying. These are reviews out there of people that had an experience with us and see how they experienced, see how the, what they said about the product, see how quickly we shipped. And do that for any company. And I, I would recommend them to do that in any space is anytime you're buying anything, 
check out the reviews, spend time. And, and, and I think if you do that, you'll read a lot of positive things about us. So, you know, to answer your question, you know, we, we, you know, as a company, you know, listen, it's my company. Uh, I'm a family man. I, you know, have kids. I, I have a lot on the line and, and it's important for me that, um, people are happy and, and that they get the product and, and that the service is good. And, and that's really, 95% of what we're doing at this point is just educating people on gold and silver and then making sure that their shipments come out fast and that everything works smoothly. And then, you know, if they ever have a problem, they can always call us back and, and, and we're well, here. Uh, you know, okay. we're live. You're going to get a reference. You said you're happy with the references, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I've been advertising for you guys for years. And not not yeah. too long into my advertising experience did I see the benefit of what you guys are doing for customers. So I became a customer. And by the way, I'm going to be doing it a lot more regularly now because I said I've made that decision that when money comes in, I'm going to start buying gold with some of that money. Uh, and I've done pretty well with gold and silver from you guys. And uh, let me just say this. First of all, your customer service is about as pushy as a windless environment. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I remember the first time when I called in, I said, yeah, I talked to Colin, and, and, and I need to jump into this. It seems too good to pass up. And so we went through some possibilities, how I wanted to do it, what, how I wanted to distribute the money, and just the regular mechanics. And then at the end, rather than saying, well, can we prepare that for you, Mr. Hodges, and we'll, we'll go ahead and close the sale, I had to close the sale. I had to say, okay, I'm ready to go now. Okay, you are? Good, let me help you. Uh, and the, it's the least pushy environment I have ever seen in any kind of industry. And, and, and the thing I like about Noble Gold, too, is when you call in, you don't get a, I'll be helping you very much. You get someone who can speak your language and who is an expert in the field. It's not, you don't get a call center. And, and you right. get real oh, yeah. answers right away. And I've never had, yeah. I've oh, never, yeah. in all the dealings I've had with Noble Gold, I've never had a delivery problem. I've never had a glitch of any kind. The only, the only thing I need to Great. say is this, Colin. Okay, we got to say this to stay legal. The FTC, although they probably didn't require Sam Bankman-Fried to say this, they make me say it and Colin to say it because we want to be fair and warn people that past investment has nothing to do with future investment and any Correct. investment carries an inherent risk. And that's our FTC yep. required statement. And I'm glad to make that because I want people to know that nothing is ever guaranteed. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and, and I think that's important to to look at every investment. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't think Freed had to put that. I mean, the fact that he was able to, uh, to do a Super Bowl commercial is still, still sort of oh my gosh. Uh, baffling. What an unbelievable joke. Well, you know, you know what his FTC disclaimer was? I give money to Democrats. <laughs> that was his FTC yeah, disclaimer. Yeah. And, and, and I will tell you something, I will tell you something interesting about how, you know, everything is sort of, like everybody sort of knew I I talked to some people, you know, we buy ads all over, right? And so I talk to people and I'm always curious about the Super Bowl and what it costs and how you do it and and you know, uh, and I can't say who told me this, but I was told that um FTX paid, you know, 30% more than the market on their ad. Um which is fascinating because why would <laughs> why wouldn't you know when you're spending you know eight to twelve million dollars on a, on an ad you, you you're not asking for a discount you're not trying to you're not trying to negotiate you're not trying to get a good deal you're nothing 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 of that and obviously the the network was happy to uh to sort of sort of take that um but you know it's it's just it's one of those things where um it's it's really unfortunate and i think you know, people, what people said is sort of true, and I agree this, is that the fact that the ad ran there does sort of make it feel as though they were condoning it as a, as a safer investment. And I don't think, um, I don't think that was, that was right. I think that there should have been a lot of disclaimers there that said that this is, you know, a, a, you know, a high like risk. Like what we have to uh, do, what ad, you and I have to do. Exactly. The ethical with, with thing. I, I don't mind saying the disclaimer because I want people to know we're being honest with them. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, that's why I've always um, told people that I don't just own gold and silver. That, and that's why I made the, you know, I made the comment about uh, barracks just because I've been looking a lot about them and, and some of the things that they're doing is I think it's just really what we're doing here is just giving people education, talking about the markets, talking about money. And then, um, you know, people need to make their own decision about, you know, what they do with their, their investments. And I think, you know, that's, that's the most important thing. Um, and so, yeah, so if anybody, you know, really is looking to, uh, to contact us and, and learn more, um, obviously, make mention that you heard us on the Dave Hodges show and, and they can call in and get free information and talk yeah, to white people. I can, and I, I can and help I them with that too. Keep, Dave Hodges yeah, Gold, keep calling. go to DaveHodgesGold.com and we'll send you a free right. information packet and no one's going to bug you. You'll have to call, you'll have to call right. Global Gold. No one's going to bug you. You'll have to. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't want anyone to call, just, just uh, put in your information. But you know, if you want someone to call and give, give good, good information um, and answer your questions, I think you'll be, you'll be pleasantly surprised with uh, the people that you're talking to at Noble Gold. Well, I think you're exactly right. But uh, David David Rosenberg, there's two things I want to close with briefly before we uh, kind of solidify how people can follow up on this. First of all, India just imported its highest volume of silver ever in 2022. And I always say when you're in Rome, do what the Romans do, particularly the rich Romans. And, and I think that India is really providing us an impetus for this. And everyone I see, okay, I don't care if you're ca- talking about Robert Kiyosaki or whatever top economists, it doesn't matter who they are, they're all saying the same thing. The banks are too volatile to keep all your assets in the banks, and the stock market is too unstable, and retirement counts are floundering right now, as we've heard today. Um, you really do need to look at precious metals. And I'm saying this from the heart, not because I got calling on here, but I'm saying I practice what I preach. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you, Dave. And, and you know, always if people are looking to uh, to dive into this more and, and learn about what we do and how we do it and the fees and the storage and uh, what's, what are the options out there, give us a call, ask a million questions, write down the questions, um, and we're, we're here to, to help people. And, and if gold and silver is right for them, then I think so. I think they're gonna they're gonna be happy with with the way they get it from us. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but I've called so many times. I know the number. If you want to call the company, oh, okay. it's eight seven seven six four six five three four seven. And and listen, you're gonna get people that all they want to do is answer your questions. And if you decide to make the move, it's gonna be totally your choice. You will not be pressured into it. And I explained my first experience with Noble Gold, which was just baffling to me because they were so polite i could not because usually i've dealt with other gold places calling and i'm not going to mention any names obviously but but uh it was like well, let's hurry up and get this done the gold's going to go up tomorrow hurry up come on do it now and oh yeah and that's the approach i had you do not get that at noble gold also too you can get it directly from me because i send out information packets for noble gold and they will not bug you you have to take the initiative to call them if you like what you see. And all you got to do is go to DaveHodgesGold.com. That's DaveHodgesGold.com. Or you can call the number, like I said, at 8... Uh, I'm sorry. What's your pre... Is it 877-646-5344? I didn't have it in front of me. I've called it so many times. I should never I should never have a brain aneurysm over something like that. But, but uh, listen, I have to tell you, Colin, your people are going to be hearing from me in two weeks when I'm back home in Maricopa County. And uh, we're going to be doing more because I do not trust the banks. I do not trust the market. Uh, S&P is a disaster right now. There's only five corporations making money. So, uh, yeah, I'm getting out of that altogether. Um, now, some of the stuff is long-term, and I don't have a choice. But with my discretionary income, I'm buying gold and silver. One last question. Is palladium and platinum still good? Palladium, we got, we got, we got 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah, palladium's up to 80 bucks today. Uh, I think it's, it's, at a, it's at a good price. Okay, right. um, platinum is is a bargain. So yeah, these are two metals that I you know, call us and we can, we can dive Okay, more. very good. Uh, well, our guest here has been Colin Plume of Noble Gold, and you got a good economic report today, and there's one shining star in the sky, and that's precious metals. So I hope you take advantage of it. DaveHodgesGold.com. Colin, thanks for joining us, my friend. Thanks, Thank Dave. You. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and I'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.